Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jamman! In your face. Yeah, how's it going, everybody? How are you, Eric? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. It was, it's weird. A week ago today, there was like a foot of snow, and then yesterday I got sunburned. I got sunburned, <laughs> It was like too. 70. I got sunburned, too. On my too. ass. <laughs> I, spent yeah. way, I spent way too much time in the sun. And we're having a good time, and I was like, "All right, my go home meter is is ringing." It's like, "Let's go home." And my family is like, "No, we're having a good time. Stay out." I'm like, "All right, fine." And I get home, and I was wearing sunglasses all day, and I have like reverse raccoon eyes, where I have uh, like like total like sunburn on all my face and my neck, and like white around my eyes. It makes me look like a zombie. See, I have a uh, a golfer burn. <laughs> Golfers always wear like visors and stuff, and I wore a hat yesterday, so my forehead is super white and everything else is burned. Oh man! And so, <laughs> yeah, well, these... I got yes, I got like eight like thunder dump topics. I don't know if any of my topics today are like really big in depth ones, but I just do have a shit ton of thunder dumps. What do you got? Anything I have big? an actual big topic. Oh okay. Yes, I spent actual time doing, <laughs> like preparing. Okay. So, if you've been watching, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching uh, uh, our our Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash jumpmania, uh, I think it's jumpmania. Check that really quick. I don't want to. <laughs> yes, twitch.tv slash jumpmania. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Co- Dragon Age Inquisition. Now, this is not a new game. This is a game that's come out, the Game of the Year edition with all the DLC came out. It was like last uh, Black Friday. It was on a super duper sale, so I finally picked it up and I'm finally playing it. And I'm 20 hours in. So I'm okay. going to give you a brief 20 hours in review. Oh my God. Okay. That'll be brief. I have <laughs> one paragraph. I thought, well, you said brief 20 hour, and I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's what it's going to feel I like. I could talk about this game for 100 hours. No, I probably. Yeah. I probably won't play this game for 100 hours. Um, so, 20 hours in. All right, uh, Eric, the, I'm going to drop some some terms on you, okay? So, the first term is called WRPG. It stands for Western RPG, which means that it's kind of like a JRPG, like a Japan RPG, except mm. the characters aren't cute. They're gritty and hairy and dark. Okay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like Western RPGs have like characters like that. You're covered in blood and beards, and there's boobs, but the boobs are on like adult human females, and not like sketchy twelve year old chicks. Boo! Exactly. <laughs> so, it's a pretty standard what they call a walking simulator, which is like you get a third person camera view. You're walking around a fantasy setting. And you're walking. You're walking all the time. You can get on a horse for a second, but uh, as far as I've seen, you cannot get on a horse. You're walking around, uh, okay. which which is fine because you're walking around. Um, let's see. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of side quests. There's a lot of fetch quests. There's like a main quest that's you know pretty epic in scale, and it pits you know your lots like you're you're starting out and gathering and building this army. That's going to, you know, um, overthrow the evil forces that are, you know, sabotaging the world. There's like all these portals with demons opening up like all over the place. And only your character, the main character, has the power to uh, to stop up the portals. So you're you're pretty important. 
So is it like He-Man, I have the power? Or is it C&C Music Factory, I got the power? <laughs> A little bit of both. Okay. I want to say it's... I, I need it's, direction here. <laughs> it's like, you're like a mortal character. I chose to be like an elf mage, but you, you could be would. like a... You could, what? You, uh, you, you gotta be a barbarian. Whoa, 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 whoa. You could totally be a, be a barbarian. But uh, I, when I did some research before I plunked down my 20 bucks for this game, uh, I watched the, somebody playing as like a knight... And I was like, you know, I've hacked and slashed a bunch of times. I prefer ranged characters anyway. Oh, barbarian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, also- I'll slash everything. <laughs> I don't care. I might just have like a pencil sharpener. I will bludgeon you with it. Yeah. No, the the, 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 war- the warriors in this game are pretty sweet. They give you, uh, you know, you you have like a bunch of, uh, not like loot trees, um, uh, like a character tree where you can unlock a bunch of different powers, and the warriors are pretty overpowered in that. Like you, you unlock abilities that are like okay, all right. As soon as anyone hits you with a melee attack, it hurts them fifty percent of the damage. Or Ooh. abilities like okay, you're gonna charge into battle, and every time that you get hit, your defense goes up. Would you say that these are ultimate warriors? Yeah. Can you do your next part of the review in Ultimate Warrior speak? Oh, God. I'm going to drink some water first. <laughs> Come on, do it, Chad. Okay. Do a review as Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, no, I can't, actually. No, oh. that was pretty it. When the sun sets <laughs> over Jupiter, the shroud of Zeus will come down, Hogan. <laughs> you will be destroyed. That was or pretty good. Like that. <laughs> that was great. No, I, I, it's, it's mostly because I'm on this predetermined path through this paragraph, and I did not prepare to warrior it. Sorry. So, it's in terms of like the fantasy, the gameplay, the characters, the setting, it's all pretty standard. It's like. Uh, bordering generic, which is <laughs> that, fun. That'll be the, the tagline for the review. Chat for the Jumpman <laughs> podcast says, standard, borderline generic, three stars. I would give it four. I will give it four. Oh. Yeah, four out of five. I was going to say pretty, four out of ten. S- standard, pretty generic, four stars. No, because, hmm. because it's still fun to play, you know, and that's what I came in expecting. You know what I mean? Like when you go to like some folk concert and and people play folk music, you're like, okay, this is what I expected. You know, like, I, I came in saying, like, all right, this is going to be a walking simulator where I'm going to kill some zombies with my magic staff. And that's what's happening. My dick. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, there's, uh, I haven't gotten to the part where you specialize in dick combat. Oh. But you can be a dick because... Uh, you are if you are a barbarian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> There's a lot of dialogue choices where you can choose to be a dick to characters in the game, uh, which is actually see, pretty fun. I was totally snoozing through this review until you said that, and now I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I might have to give this a chance. No, just, just like in Mass Effect, you can be like the perfect paragon. You know, you could be a super nice guy, or you could be an asshole. Yeah, you can tell people to fuck off. Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fun. And you can be. They give you dialogue choices where they're like, "All right, what do you think, Inquisitor? About um, should we accept the mages into our army, or should we go with the badass Templars?" And you can be like, "Fuck them all." <laughs> can you just can you just answer with a slap? 
Uh, sometimes don't even say anything. Just like slap. Like that's my answer. I mean, the, the, I haven't gotten to that point. Maybe in this game, but in Mass Effect, a, a reporter who is bugging you, grilling you about like the status of the galaxy and your missions, you could totally slap her in the face. Bam. Oh. Interesting. Oh, it was, it was beautiful and brutal. So I liked it. I liked it until you said her, and then I was like, nah, I don't know. I know, I know. But you punch this. <laughs> you punch this annoying reporter right in the face. It's so satisfying. Yeah, take that. Yeah, that was that was the best part about uh, the Mass Effect series. Was at any point in time during a cutscene, a little like Paragon uh, symbol pops up where you can stop the cutscene and do something nice, or a little Renegade icon will pop up, and you could do things like if somebody's monologuing, you could just shoot them in the head. Or oh, okay. yeah, punch the girl in the face, or other things that uh, make you uh, <laughs> hated by the entire galaxy. So mm. one cool thing that that happened, and when this cool thing happened, I was like, "Oh my god! Oh, what? Are you serious? We have elevated from generic into actually cool now." Was mm. uh, suddenly. Um, you're about to like confront this boss that maybe is like like the big boss. You're not really sure. Uh, he's got this evil scheme going on, and you go to confront him, and he goes to use this amulet on you, and suddenly there's like this big flashlight, and you wake up in the future. Interesting. Um, it's about like 15 hours in. It's not a huge spoiler, but like ta-da, <laughs> you get you get shot into the future, and it's a bad future. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's a future. So you're one year ahead in the future. And because you disappeared out of your timeline Mm -hmm. uh, for a year and you're the only person who could close all the demon uh, rifts, um, the evil guy won. And so it's a a future where, where the world has gone to shit. And monsters are just running around, and uh, the people that you used to hang with, like all of your best buddies who you were like partying with and stuff, mm-hmm. like the the warrior princess, the spy, the elf mage, etc., they're all either dead or they've been tortured, or hmm. like, uh, or they die uh, defending you. So like on your quest to like go back in time, mm-hmm. and it's and it's like crazy. Like people are getting turned into like crystals like to fuel like magic and it's like nuts i'm like oh this is awesome this is the best thing this this game ever did i really hope like we you know we like we go back to the past but there's like you know like a like a time paradox where you're like in alternate timelines or you know you change something or you gain knowledge so that'll be like a bootstrap paradox in like the past it's like yes yes this is great i can't wait to time travel again uh, hmm. Sadly, that that is that was not the case. It was just like maybe like a one-off. And uh, I did some researching. I was I went on Wikipedia. I was like, I was like, hey, what else happens? Because I was really into this. And you go back to the past, and it's like nothing happened except for maybe you gain like some insight about what the evil villain's gonna do. Okay. Sadly, there's nothing else. Um, so I'll just keep generic genericing on. But that really got me thinking about other time travel and video games. Hmm. And there is an official Wikipedia list of every single video game that has time <clears throat> travel in it, which is way interesting. They don't really go into depth about, like, what happens. Um, but I was looking at the list, and I was like, wow, there is no game, no video game with time in the title that is actually any good. Oh, of course. And correct me if I'm wrong, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, but except for the games Time Crisis and maybe that one Professor Layton game. There's no game with time in the title that is decent. They all suck ass. Yeah, like um, 
Yeah. I can't think of it. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Turtles in Time. Oh, that is true. Was that actually good, though? No, I don't think it was. No. No, it was kind of crap. <laughs> it had Leatherhead. Oh, no, wait. I'm thinking of Hyperstone Heist. Anyway. <laughs> um, there, all right. I will say definitively that there's no game that starts with the word time, except for Time Crisis, that is any good. They all suck ass. So... Uh, so I started thinking, uh, looking at the list, thinking about like, all right, what's what's my top five time travel moments in video games? But then I was like, all right, fuck that. I want a top five time paradoxes in video games because time paradoxes are like the best part of time travel. Because you know, like when you travel back and forth in time, there's always like consequences, like that mm-hmm. game, uh, like that movie, Time Crimes. Uh, you know, it's like, all right, like Back to the Future, there's like this whole map you can go, to, you can check out of like, all right, you know, this is like alternate timeline one and two and three. And then when they change this, this disappeared or this continued on. It's it's so interesting. I love it. But time paradoxes are the best part about time travel movies and video games. Mm-hmm. So I have a top five list of the best time paradoxes and i'm not counting time paradox the pc game from 1996 it was awful okay it was just terrible all right so and i'll I'll even start with an honorable mention the legend of zelda ocarina of time yeah i was about to say that's a pretty popular one for yeah but the the thing is is like most of the time paradoxes in that game have been explained away by nintendo saying that's uh no there's no time paradoxes it's just a stable loop and uh, there's just alternate timelines. Like, mm. before, people were saying, you know, at the end of the game, Adult Link goes back in time to... Bang his, his younger to, self. <laughs> to relive <laughs> his childhood. Oh, the, actually, there's this great video on YouTube where, where he saves the day, Adult Link, and he's like, I'm going to bang Zelda. And she's like, I want you to go back in time to be a child again. He's like, no, fuck you. I wanted I realize, to fuck you. I realize you're gay. <laughs> so um so but there is, there are a couple time paradoxes uh everybody talks about the windmill paradox but here's here's one so adult link is taught the song of storms in the future from an old man who heard it in the past after adult link time traveled to the past and played it for him and that is a classic example of what they call the bootstrap paradox which is something is not really created but it just comes from the future and exists in the past because it came from the future, and that's like goes back to the future. Yeah, so it's, it's it's bordering on shitty Terminator Genesis logic. Yeah, like movies like Back to the Future and uh, Terminator the first one kind of use this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's honorable mention because it's kind of weak. All right, okay. at number five, Earthbound, and a lot of other RPGs. Uh, at the end of the game, the party goes back in time to a time period where the main villain is weaker in order to kill them. Hmm. But, which is fine, but after killing them in the past, then the future should have been completely changed. Like, all right, so you, you're in the future and you go back to the past to kill an evil villain who is messing up the future. But then once that happens, then your reason for in the future going back to the past to kill him is null and void. Mm-hmm. So it creates a paradox. I don't think they actually address that in the game. That there's like too much weird shit happening for them to be like, and guess what? This too. All right, number number four, which is kind of like a fan theory, but it's better than the actual story. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII. So, 
Here's, here's the breakdown. A witch from the future possesses powerful witches in the past to create the future in which she is the ruler, mm-hmm. which is fine. But uh, to get to the future to kill her, you can't just time travel. You have to go through something called time compression, which mushes all the past and the present and the future together. Mm-hmm. So then after you kill her, the main character is time paradoxed out of existence. <laughs> Yeah, and like by a barbarian. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> Number three, the Legend of Cain Blood Omen. So oh. I know you you played uh, Legend of or Legacy of Cain uh, Soul Reaver. Yes, and I was excited for the third one, and I feel like I missed it when it came out, and then I watched it later, and I feel like it seemed like really disappointing. Yeah, they they do talk about time paradoxes a ton in the third game. Yeah, like it's it's about time travel and time paradox and how Razael is like a living time paradox. And anyway, uh, there's a great time paradox in the first game, the the game that uh, Silicon Knights made. Uh, so basically, the entire plot is about a time paradox. So the vampire Cain is convinced to go back in time because in like his current existence, where he's a vampire, uh, the evil army is going like overwhelms. The good army where he's at, like he's like tells the good king, "Hey, you gotta go fight these guys," and they get wiped out, and they're gonna kill him. They're mm-hmm. gonna kill Cain. So he he's gonna go back in time to assassinate the the father of the evil uh, army leader in order to time paradox the evil army out of existence. So he's like, "All right, so I'm gonna go back and kill Hitler's dad, right? That way, mm-hmm. no Nazis." But. Which creates a time paradox. So the, it paradoxes the evil army out of existence. But when he gets back to the present, uh, basically, like, everything's messed up. Like, it's not, it's, like, there's there's consequences for his time crimes. And it's, it basically, there's this huge anti-vampire movement. And instead of getting, like, evil army A, you get evil army B. Yeah. So, and it's revealed that the person who told him to go back to the past to, to kill Hitler's dad is now the ruler of the future. And he's like, sense. sucker. No, that game was pretty sweet, uh, except for the gameplay. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> awful. All right, number two, Chrono Trigger. This is like the, vi- this is like the time travel video game outside of Radiant Historia, uh, which yeah. is like a Chrono Trigger like homage. So there's so many great moments in Chrono Trigger, but there's one huge paradox and so late in the game you you're all hanging out next to this campfire and you go off and you see that somebody in your party has gone back in time through this time portal and it's the inventor who the person who invented the um the time travel mechanic she invented Mm -hmm. like these these time travel portals that start to kick off the entire plot of the game so you go back in time to see that she's watching she's watching this pivotal moment in her life where she decides to invent time travel where she has this invention that goes haywire and her mother gets like caught in it and there's like a treadmill that brings her down to like i don't know like this mangly part of it and basically basically she had invented something that went haywire and his mother her mother's legs get like mangled and so she decides to invent time travel but in the game you can in this scene uh input like a passcode on the machine which stops her from getting her legs mangled which then 
it doesn't really address it in the game, but that totally creates a time paradox <coughs> because then she wouldn't be inspired to create a time machine. Just saying. I have a headache. All right, th this is the last one. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, time paradoxes give headaches. And I you've done know four of them. <laughs> well, time they only give I'm headaches to they only give headaches to barbarians, Eric. I know. What a wow, wow! Shout out to the shout out to the darkness. Paradox, bad smash paradox. Yes. All right, my number one favorite time travel paradox in a video game is from Metal Gear Solid Three: Snake Eater. This is a series, Eric, which is all about like spy shit, espionage, overcomplicated plots where spies are killing each other and there's like, you know, conspiracies and you don't know who's on whose side. But to add to this, it's uh it's the third game in a series, but it takes place back in the 1960s. So the first two games take place in like around the year 2000, I forget exactly the dates. This one takes place 40 years in the past. Where you're, mm. where you're playing the, the character of, like, the boss of the first game mm. in the 60s in Russia. But uh, there's a lot of characters in the game that survive to the games you've already played. But in the game, you're allowed to kill them. But if you kill okay. them in the game, the game will end... And the uh, and the colonel, who's constantly giving advice, will shout, You created a time paradox! I would kill them anyways. Oh, you can, and I have many, many times. And then, and then the colonel, too. So, it's just hilarious and very, very silly. And oftentimes, like, inexplicably, you, you create time paradoxes in the game just will end. And Snake will go, Arr! But uh, at the, at, at, as an unlockable, as a, as a silly unlockable, there's a video where, like, the sidekick character, Raiden, tries to do all the missions, too, but wind up just creating, like, a ton of silly time paradoxes, like, over and over and over and over again while the colonel just shouts, time paradox! Huh. Well, I feel like, I feel like Assassin's Creed is kind of a time paradox, too, because... He goes back in time to relive this stuff, but then in the future, he's like somehow picking up their fighting skills. Yeah, I don't know what I'd call that. The kind of matrix did into him. Well, it was like he—they were using his mitochondria, like his mitochondrial memory. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, <clears throat> and then through all those experiences, it was kind of like, um, what's it like? It's like sidekicks, where the main character inexplicably. <laughs> <laughs> Through watching a lot of Chuck Norris movies and imagining him as his imaginary friend, he suddenly has the confidence to, um, uh, I don't know, climb ropes yeah. in gym class. Time to talk about a real Western RPG. Oh. Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first one came out in 2004. Right. Then the real one, Red Dead Redemption, came out in 2010, six years later. And now it's been six years, and now like uh, a map has been reportedly leaked from the game. Mm -hmm. Now, back when we first started this podcast, it was the summer of 2010. Yeah. And I was playing this game. I loved this game. Yeah. But I loved it so much that I wouldn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I played the first half of it. And I just loved the map and the area and all the side quests and all this stuff. Like it became my world. And then when I defeated that base and they said, you've got to ch chase Williamson down to Mexico, I just never finished it. Mm. I only did the first half of the game. 
Right. I was like, but there's so much more for me to do here. I still got to get in some more shootouts and buy some weapons from Irish. And I got to find those flowers for that, that guy and his dead woman and stuff like that. Oh, shit. You didn't do the flower mission? Well, no, you told me about it. Dude, we that was – that was. I yeah. wish I had finished that one too. That was pretty messed up. So and then event and then um, then I had a kid and then you know I just I never picked it up. Mm-hmm. But now we're about to make some history live on this podcast. Oh, now that the, there could be a new one in the making, I'm going on Wikipedia right now and I'm going to find out what happened in the second <laughs> half of that game. You got well because you always told me that it was crazy and I was like, don't ever tell me. And so uh, now I'm just going to find out right now. Wait, 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 wait! You can't just read it, dude. You got to watch the scene. Well, like the last. Like, the last scene, you have to watch. You have to watch it as a video. I'm reading it right now. Damn it. It's too late. Here we go. So Marston hunts down Williamson. Let's see. I don't even the know. The FBI is like, the FBI is like, no, we're not giving you your family back. you got to help us out some more. Blackwater. Let's see. All right. He's released from his... Mar- Marston's released from his deal and goes back to his ranch where his wife and son, Jack, are waiting. He devotes his time afterward tending to the ranch... Yep. He is then suddenly forced to repel a surprise attack from a combined force of soldiers, lawmen, and government agents led by Ross. That motherfucker. Yep. Marston's able to fend off several waves of attackers and gets his family to safety but stays behind. He dies after being gunned down. Oh, my God. Yep. In a blaze of glory. He then is buried by his family. Oh, it's not over. No. Nope. It moves three years ahead where his son stands over the grave of his dad and now his deceased mom he's looking for ross you get that ross you get him he finds him hunting they duel and jack wins oh and then they just say what happened to everyone else let's see marshall oh marshall lee johnson retires replaced by jonah it's what it- about bonnie hold on let me find out about bonnie because remember <laughs> Who's bonnie? remember he, she was the rancher that nursed him back to life in the beginning when he was oh, left. Oh yeah, for- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then she was like, she, she was being hung, and you have to shoot the rope to stop her from dying. It took me like four tries. Um, <laughs> oh, Bonnie McFarland eventually married. That's it. Yep. Oh, Ira, Iris shot himself dead in an outhouse. That's hilarious. Huh. The, the the whole thing with the uh, with the FBI come back to get him is like he does his thing. They release him. He goes back and becomes a family man. Then they show up in force, and he's like, you got to get out of here, and goes back there. And they give you a second where they're like, all right, there's 30 dudes, and you have control of your character, and you can mm-hmm. immediately start to fight them, including going into, like, bullet time. But, oh, okay. But then after, like, five seconds of, like, shooting them up, they just, like, cut to a, like, they just go to a cutscene where you just, like, everyone shoots you. It's like, boom, 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 and he falls, and he falls over dead. So is there a way to to beat it then? I mean, could well put your targets ever wherever you want. Like, could someone be fast enough? No, because in 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 the bullet time you can do like uh, when it's like fully upgraded. I forget exactly how many people you can like headshot. You, know, you have like mm-hmm. a couple seconds to do that, but no, people have tried. It's not enough. No, he's he's supposed to die. It's a tragedy. But then, uh, but then there's there's no credits. You have to like go through the game as the kid hunting down Ross. And then when you find him uh, at like the river, you shoot him and then music plays and then credits roll. And that's the end. Mm. Well, guess what, Chad? Yeah. In my broken red ring of death, Xbox 360, <laughs> Marston is still alive. Bow, wow, 
Godzilla. I mean, geez, I only played the first half of it, and I, it's like one of my favorite games. Oh, it's pretty sweet. So. But uh, I, I know I've said it maybe 200 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. But uh, once I but once once I played the multiplayer online, it was like first single player is garbage to me now. <laughs> it well, wasn't see, as I, exciting. I, See, for me, the, the multiplayer actually discouraged me. I was like, man, I thought I was pretty good at this game. And then I think also what happened, too, is I was playing it slower than other people. And then Undead Redemption came out, and I uh, wanted to play that. And then I just didn't come back. And anyways, that's cool. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, that's the sequel. Undead, um, uh, Undead Redemption, whatever it's called. John Marston comes back from the grave as a zombie. Yeah, I just figured that was just all dead. But all right. Well, I got like nine Thunderdumps. I can just cruise through them real fast. Yeah, dude. Let's let's talk about everything we've been posting on our Facebook page. All right. So first of all, shout out to the MTV Movie Awards. Mm. You know, part of the reason why we created the Jumpman Oscars is because the Oscars suck. Yes. And the MTV Movie Awards used to be cool, and then they sucked. Because mm. it was just like Twilight would win all the fucking awards, and it was so boring. The host got stupid. And then this year, they totally redeemed themselves. And as we know in Hollywood, there's only one way to turn your franchise around. <laughs> you put in The Rock. Yeah. All they have to do is make... I mean, technically, he co-hosted with Kevin Hart, but The Whatever. Rock. Fucking man. We know he's the one that saved NCAA Movie Awards. And whoa, they gave awards to the same movies that we did. I hey. feel like maybe they've been listening to our podcast. <laughs> they gave awards to Mad Max and Star Wars. And I was like, yeah, baby. Awesome. Um, so it was actually cool. I mean, um, they were talking about Leonardo DiCaprio and the movie The Revenant, and The Rock and Kevin Hart did a rap song called "Leo Got Fucked by a Bear." <laughs> I was like, "This is great! Awesome! This is like old school MTV Movie Awards where they're having fun again, and and they're giving the awards out the cool stuff, and and they cut down the plugs a little bit, and they cut out the stupid people. It was awesome. Well, all right." I so man, MTV movie. All you needed was the rock, baby. Sweet. So they're back. Wow. Oh. And it's like the only there was a couple dumb movies that got nominated and none of them won. Yes, awesome. Like that, it was Fifty Shades of Grey. It was nominated, never didn't win. Yay. So and there weren't any like there was a couple of those like teenage kids have cancer movies and they didn't win. <laughs> it was like, yeah, <laughs> suck it. Suck it, cancer. Well, it's fake. It's just a movie. So. All right. So, moving on. Star Wars. J.J. Abrams says, yo, Ray's parents weren't in The Force Awakens. Yeah. And then everyone's like, what? And then he and then he was like, uh, I mean, what I meant to say was, like, she doesn't know who her parents are in, in, in Force Awakens. Ah, oh, come on. Like, no, no, you already said it, dude. You said it live, trying to be cool at one of those conventions. We got you. Okay, cool. Luke Skywalker, not the father. Got it. I really hope so. Got it. We're good. Not the father. Like, you know, there's, there's like, reveals every, you know, like, couple weeks or so. Somebody's like, I combed through the frames of this, and look Mm -hmm. at this. You know, like, Skywalker's ship from the comic that nobody read, uh, et cetera. I just don't care. But I I just wonder if he really told the truth and then afterwards realized, oh, shoot. Like, I think I said too much. Maybe. I don't so, know. He's a smart guy. Maybe he did that on purpose. Well, he, he's, a, he's a big mystery guy. Yeah, it's true. So, so anyways, that's something to chew on. Um, 
I got to rage a little bit about. Now, did, were you planning to go to see Jungle Book? Absolutely movie? not. No, I think I look at it. I, I know everyone uh, apparently. <laughs> all the critics are raving about it. I think it looks terrible. I mean, it did a ton of money, and it scared away the other one because, of course, there's two of every movie, and the other Jungle Book postponed for a full year now. Yeah. I just wasn't sure, but um, I know, so I, I know won't they're... spoil it mm-hmm. necessarily, but I will say that a major character dies that doesn't die in the Jungle Book lore. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, obviously the fact is Mowgli is raised by animals. The parents are out of the picture, but right. that's before the movie starts. But in the movie, one of the animals is murdered. That's messed and up. It doesn't, and this animal does not die in any of the other versions of Jungle Book I've seen or read. So why is this? And they interviewed the director, John Favreau, and he fucking literally says, well, it was a tip. Uh, tip of my cap to the tradition at Disney. You know, they always kill off a parent or guardian so that the hero is orphaned or separated from his parents. Oh. It's like, I've been ranting about that. I was like, Disney, Disney always kills the parent. They always, you've got to have a plucky orphan. And I and you didn't need to do that because the, mo- it, the movie, the book starts with Mowgli obviously orphaned. Yeah, dude. He's the, separated. He's the orphan. But then... No, John Favreau's like, no, we had, we had to make sure we at least killed someone. So he fucking goes out. <laughs> and uh, I mean, should I just say it? Should I just say well, who dies? Wait, wait, let, let me guess. Let me, let me, okay. let me just. I mean, like, for anyone that's listening, you don't really care anyways, whoever's listening. Come on. There, no. There's no huge mega Jungle Book fan. If there is, just skip a minute into the this podcast. There's, I mean, there's only two characters that it, that in just all. Just get it, ready to be mad. Well, they're going to kill off Bagheera. Nope. No, Baloo. I would have. I would have almost been okay with that. I wouldn't. He's my. He's my favorite character. Uh, not in this movie because I haven't seen it. I would have thought you'd gone with this other one. Baloo. Akela, the wolf pack leader. All right. Well, that's no. That's fine. He's supposed to die. No. No. He. Yeah. He totally gets killed off in the second or third uh, Jungle Book. Like he's like. Yeah. Official on, canon killed we're off. Talking, no. No. We're talking official first movie first story deal. This is bullshit. No. He's he dies in in the no. books. Yeah, later. Yes. But not he, in the Jungle Book, the movie. Like, not in this. It doesn't. There's no way he has to die protecting Mowgli from Shere Khan in the first, in the first deal. No, no, no. But, oh, never mind. <laughs> all right. I totally. All right. Here, how's this? I totally know where you're coming from. However, uh, with this reveal, I could tell you that he's an expendable character. He's not like one of the big franchise characters. Like, maybe nobody knew who he was before this. And in other versions, um, Mowgli's wolf father totally gets killed by Shere Khan. Early yeah, but on. I'm I'm just saying, John Farber did it because he was like, oh, all the Disney movies killed them, so we had to honor the tradition. I mean, all bullshit. right, that, that's bullshit. But uh, Akela and or Alexander or uh, Wolf Father totally gets killed. Yeah, to say anyways, I just say. it's just does it need to happen in the first Jungle Book movie when you've got Bill Murray as the talking blue? That's the thing is when you were saying that I was like oh fuck did they kill Blue because in the original like ninth what uh, one of the when did the animated version come out with Disney like the fifties seventies yeah it must have been seventies because they, they had the Beatles parody uh, they they fake out killing Baloo towards the end of the movie yeah everyone's like fuck he's dead just like fake, Robin Hood fake outs fake outs are fine yeah but then he's really like ah oh, little britches I'm just laying here playing dead. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's dumb. Anyways, so I won't be going seeing that one. All right. 
Um, so wait, wait how did you learn about that? Did you did you get like did your like uh, dads of Western New York Facebook group like have a post about it or something? First of all, I would never be in something so lame. I can't believe you'd even say that. <laughs> no, there's just a huge article on like Yahoo or, or Google, and it was like shocking surprise death in Jungle Book director talks about it, and oh. I was like, "Fuck that guy." Let me see. <laughs> It look it see to me uh looking at the trailers even though I was like it's so realistic and yet they're like talking it which is so weird I I just can't get over that uh it looked like they were doing the classic jungle book stories of the water truce and uh that that's, Oh my that, god you just got too nerdy and ruined it okay what? whatever it's the like, water truce it's Let's like one of the on. major stories from the original jungle book which is oh, a god. which is a book of short stories FYI Oh my gosh yep I don't want okay. there Moving on. <laughs> All right. Did you love, did you or did you not love the never-ending story Spotify commercial? I watched the making of. I didn't watch the actual commercial. I put it on your page. Then maybe the making of was part of the commercial? No, I just put the actual commercial on your page. It's 30 seconds long. Fuck, I got to watch it. Oh, my God. No. I, watched the, I watched the whole, no, somebody, it must have been you, posted the making of, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I wonder what it, like, goes to, but there was never actually. I put actual... the actual commercial on there. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm looking it up right now. I'm going you right better. to Facebook. <laughs> I linked right to it. What else I got to do, Chad? I don't know, dude. Well, did you or did you not like that? <laughs> no, I thought it was great. I was like, all right, cool. They're going out of their way to tell us that, like, they they redid it exactly how they did, you know, thirty years ago. No, I just thought it was funny that they had the original Atreyu, just really old with the funny fake beard on it. Oh yeah, absolutely. See, I watched the making of where they're like, "Check this out. We got the actual Falcor. We brought back in um, Orville Redenbacher. That is not his name. The voice actor. <laughs> I forget your name. Sorry, dude. Um, Skeletor. You know." Him. You should know him. You've met the guy. Come on. I know, and he's a super nice dude. No, it's just not coming to mind, and I'm a, I'm a parent of two, and it's, like, late, so I'm forgetting everything. <laughs> I oh, my God. You have so much garbage on your Facebook page. I'm going to have to scroll forever. I thought I just put this on a couple days ago. <laughs> Jeez, I got to get past this fucking moth pictures. What? Hold on. Yeah, Let's dude. See. We raised that moth for eight months. We had a moth sitting in a cocoon on our kitchen table above the radio for eight months and we were just thinking well we're gonna right, throw fine. this thing right, out I got it. here we go here we go i put it on your page and i wrote you'll enjoy this commercial all right 37 seconds i thought it was like two minutes it's a fucking commercial dick nah i told you i what i don't know what the hell you watched something else yep no, it's just the actual commercial. See, wow, I would so strange. I take it personally when people think I I put I put time <laughs> and effort into what I put on, on your Facebook page because I don't want to just clutter it. I'll put the real deal, Chad. Sorry, dude, I don't know what happened. Ridiculous. <laughs> supposed to watch what I give you to watch, and that's all you watch. <laughs> all right. Fine. Let's see what, how many other more topics you can wreck. Ooh, okay, Jungle Book, that really happens. And uh the Treyu commercial, oh, I saw the making of. All right. Let's see. What else can Chad wreck here? I'll wreck okay. it. Okay. I'm going to wreck it. Uh, maybe I'll save my Game of Thrones excitement for next week then. I still haven't seen it. Sorry. Oh, my God. You wreck everything. 
Are you serious? Yep. Alright. All right, well, alright. This one's actually for you, so I guess you can't really wreck this one. Yeah, I'm gonna wreck it. Alright. Jeez, we'll try this here. Alright, so... You know, I got Netflix now, and okay. I've been introducing my kid to, like, some cool shit. Yeah. So it's like we've been watching, like, Justice League episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah, the good stuff. We watched some Young Justice together. You know, I'm, sh- I'm showing them the good stuff, right? Wait, wait. Can I, can I interrupt you and say, uh, my kid's third birthday, uh, his um, one of our friends came over and gave him, like, like, this DC Super Friends card that had, like, all the superheroes on it. Mm. And he was like, yeah, and that's Superman, that's Batman. You know who he is, right? And yeah. he just gave him this blank stare, and I was like, we haven't actually shown him uh, any of that yet. And he just, like, lost all interest in the party. He's ah. like, you're dead to me. Dead. Lame, lame. Get me out of here. Anyway, the sorry. Cake, the cake's probably made of, like, fucking hummus, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, anyway, so I've been showing him, like, some cool cartoons. You know, Ninja Turtles and stuff. Yeah. And then I come home from work one day, and he's sitting there watching TV, and he's like, Dad, look what I found on Netflix. I'm like, what is it? Power Rangers. Oh, damn. He's going to start hitting his friends. Well, no, but the thing is, it's like, you know, what what four-year-old boy wouldn't love Power Rangers, you That's, know? It's made for them. Exactly. He, he's just looking at, like, this is the coolest shit ever. <laughs> and so I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I've had fun watching stuff with them. And I'm like, I'm not really a Power Rangers guy. So my question is, because Netflix has a ton of seasons. Like, oh, if I'm going to get through Power Rangers, like, I don't, I don't even know what they're called, right? Do I do? Do I watch the season where they're pirates? Do I watch mm. the season where they're dinosaurs? Like, he found one episode and they had guns. And they were, like, shooting people. I think that might have been the pirate episode. Yeah. They had guns. And I was like oh, okay, I can get behind this. <laughs> the Power Rangers are, like, actually killing people with guns. I was like, Maybe that's not the best one for my kid to watch, but I was like, oh, this one interests me. So, like, if I'm going to have to watch Power Rangers now, that's Netflix. Man, that's, um, yeah, which which Power Rangers season should I recommend to you? That's so hard. That's it's, All right, it's tough for two reasons. One, I haven't watched the English versions. <laughs> oh, my God, you're going to too. Are you serious, Chad? Sorry, dude. This is probably this is probably a question we should pose to Victor. Well, no, was, no, he would yeah. he would tell you the, probably the same thing, because what? the Japanese versions are always better. It's always better. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to explain that to my kids. So no, that's uh, fine. No, he doesn't have to like read on the bottom of the screen if he can read yet. Uh, I mean, luckily the new new Voltron series comes out in June. Mm. So I'll get him hooked on that. No, I would I would go with the pirates. That it's it's funny because like. If you're not like a super fan of the Power Rangers series, you're not going to get as much out of the Pirates season because it's like that whole season is like basically like taking all the nostalgia of every single Power Rangers season that's ever happened and bringing it back. Like their their whole thing is like they're 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 on this quest to reclaim all the lost Power Ranger powers like throughout the universe. The, in the form of collectible toys, which you can buy. Mm, maybe uh, I didn't see that season then. And they know, take, is there a different one with guns? No, it's the pirates. And they take the toy and they put it into their gun and then they shoot out whatever power it was. Or sometimes they like summon an old-ass Power Ranger. Oh, yeah, I feel like they did summon a different Power Ranger at one point. Yeah. Maybe they just went, I don't know, like, you know, I'm kind of zooming in and out. All of a sudden there was like a fucking Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> These two weirdos, and they were like, "Oh, because they they have like, um, the Power Rangers like they have like a sensei in this one." Yeah, little little uh, little hamster. 
No, no, it's like a dude. It's like an Asian dude. They're like oh, a sensei, and they live at like a dojo or something. Wait, maybe that was um, uh, Hurricane Rangers. The ninja were they ninjas? They might have been ninjas because they definitely had a sensei. Oh, also they yeah. had like they had one Asian ranger, yes. and he he only spoke broken English, <laughs> which I found funny because I was like, this is produced in Japan, but in this one he's like, oh, how you say pizza? <laughs> God. And so I was like, oh, I wonder why. I wonder how they did that because so they shot it in Japan. That must have just seemed stupid for them. But no, they um they, they don't shoot that in Japan when they when they adapt it to the Western audiences. It's not like old school Power Rangers where they're taking like two thirds of the original show and then just like slapping on a third of Saved by the Bell onto it to make it work. They uh. they like reshoot everything in like Australia or New Zealand, probably New Zealand. Uh, so they have like a bunch of Aussies and Kiwis all together. That's why, like a lot of a lot of like Maori dudes get on the show. Hmm. Yeah, I watched this Christmas episode where these the two buffoons that are probably bad guys for the whole season. Uh-huh. Like the 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 Pink Power Ranger, I think she was like an Asian girl in this one. Runs into him at one point, and she was like, "Do good things." And the one guy's like, "Oh my god, I just I just want to be good now." And I was like, "Oh jeez, this sucks." Yeah, that's weird. All right, well, I guess we'll have to throw it to Facebook page. If I've got to watch a whole season of this god-awful show, yeah. <laughs> tell me tell me which one is a good one. I mean, I watched the one movie where, like, all, like, 15 sets of Rangers all battle it out. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I mean, like, any anything where, like, the original intention of the Japanese episode, like, is in the Western episode, it's going to be good, you know, for, for the most part. I would rec- I mean... If you were gonna, if you were gonna go with anything, I would say go with uh, Common Rider because it's just better. Like they're like more mature storylines. The characters are all like, like, uh, I mean, like they're still like teenager to adults, but at least they're not like. It's not as wacky over in Japan. Like sometimes it's like a wacky character, but they can still get serious. Whereas like over in America, we're like, no, if you're a clown character, you're a clown all the time. Damn it. Mm. You know, so no, I, right. I, I would I would go with the pirates. It's not bad. Okay. All right, tools. So okay. I was I was telling you last time we did. You know, I'm coming up with these new choose your own adventure games from my recreation group now. Mm-hmm. And we did the Oregon Trail of Doom. How did it go? Well, oh, that went great. They loved it. They thought it was hysterical. Awesome. Like they loved that you could get the Batmobile and the Troll Servant. Mm-hmm. And you, one of them, and you could buy a handful of sand for a dollar, and one of them spent $100 on handfuls of sand. <laughs> so they thought it was hilarious. I don't know. They even tried to find, like, sexual things out of it, too. Oh, wow. How old are so, they? I don't know, 13. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, so they had a great time with it. And some of them, one one team actually made it to Oregon City, and the other one died in the raft ride. Oh, and, no. I suck it. I guess that could so, be the only one. The only thing that tripped them up was when I did the Independence Day trivia, they're like, what is Independence Day? <laughs> it's like, this movie, oh, you weren't alive for it. But didn't you watch reruns <laughs> on TBS? And they're like, we don't have cable. Yeah, so, so, that to so this week's game, I'm, so I'm sitting there, I'm running on a treadmill, and I'm flicking through channels, and I find Jaws 2. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I watched the last half hour of Jaws 2, which was, which, you know, Jaws, obviously, Jaws is, a, is an actually good movie. Jaws two is not a good movie, but it's not a bad movie either. I mean, Jaws it's kills okay. Jaws kills a bunch of people in the end. 
Well, not in the end, but oh, the they're like two thirds through. I mean, you know, like he most kills a of bunch the, of college kids. Most of the teenagers live. The ones that get on the sailboats. Uh huh. Like he eats the girl, which is awesome because that's one you don't expect. But now most of those, most of them live. But anyways, I'm watching Jaws and I was like, "That's my next game." So I went online and I found a map of the Jaws video game of Amity Island, <laughs> and it's got all these little checkpoint marks, triangles all over the ocean and stuff. And I turned into this full game. So I told him, "All right." And now here's the thing: these kids they've never seen Jaws. Mm. So I was like, "All right, we're gonna play this game called Jaws about this killer shark." I was like, "You guys gotta split into teams of four, and you go on your boat." And, and every turn, you can go to all these little check marks on this map around Amity Island. And I was like, you might run into the shark. You might find items that can help you, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, let's do this. This is going to be awesome. And um, throughout the way, they're finding these items. And they found like a rifle. They found an oxygen tank. Hmm. They found an electrical outlay station because I'm basing this off of Jaws 1 and Jaws 2. And right. they just have no fucking clue what to do with these things. <laughs> so they're like, all right, shoot the Jaws. Shoot shoot the shark with the rifle. And I was like, yeah, it does, doesn't do anything. And And... And, and they're, you know, this, the jar, and I'm rolling dice to see if the shark bites their boat because if he bites, bites the boat four times, the boat sinks and they die. Oh. Or if I roll the dice, the shark chases them or just eats some of the people on their boat. And then finally, one kid just like, wait a minute, I know. We'll throw the oxygen tank in his mouth and then we'll shoot it with the gun. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Wow. Yes, guys figured it out. You're only down to two people left in your boat. And they did, and they blew up the shark. And then the other team, was at the electrical outlet station, outlets, fucking whatever. Yes. I can't talk right now. They're at that station, and they're like, wait a minute. What if we get the shark to chew, to chew on the wire and burn <laughs> up? And I'm like, boom, Jaws 2, baby. And they killed him. And then I was like, now whoever gets back to – and then the third boat, they all fucking died. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so um, – and then – then whichever team made it back to shore first was going to win. But then I had Jaws for the revenge waiting for them. <laughs> and there was another shark waiting for them and fucking killed the boat. Like this first group, they, they got it back. And they're like, ha, 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 we won. And I was like, no, this fucking shark ate you. So it went over pretty well. But it was funny because they just had no knowledge of Jaws. <laughs> but they still figured it out like Roy Scheider. I know, right? I was impressed. Like, they were all dying. And then finally one kid's like, we'll throw the oxygen tank in his mouth and then we'll shoot it. I think that, like, would explode it or something. Good job. So, Good job, kid. You live. I was, I was impressed. So I might have to do that one again. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And the last thing I have is three three days ago. You know how Facebook always does anniversary posts? Like, yes. if you post a picture or a certain status that was liked by a lot of people, it'll be like, hey, we wanted to show you three years ago this happened. And then you have the option of sharing it. Yeah, and, and some sometimes it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, remember that time you almost got murdered? Yeah, yeah. we're going to like, hey, you want to share this memory? No. Well, three days ago, Facebook reminded us that it was the four-year anniversary of fence penetration. Oh, yeah. God. One of my one of my favorite episodes of our podcast to talk about, at least the first half of the episode. Um, four years ago was the anniversary of fence penetration when our other brother had a birthday and 12 of us climbed into a drum and got hammered and went bowling. And then we went to go-karts and turned into demolition driving where if you hit the back <laughs> of a go-kart, it was it would like kill the engine. And we just run around and, and like out of twelve carts, there was like only three left I fucking that we had Mad Max basically recreated there. And one of the people ran over one of the staff members. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> we ruled the roads. 
all these like nine year olds are waiting and all these drunk adults are just crushing each other. Um, and then we eventually, well, then half of us threw up and then the rest of us went to laser tron <laughs> where some illegal laser troning went on too. But in the middle of it, this, uh, uh, <laughs> there was uh, the bowling alley, um, had a fence between the bowling alley and the parking lot where we parked our van. And there was a big hole in the fence that you had to go out of your way to do to get to. And the rest of us were walking to this hole. And one of the guys decided to just climb over the fence. And this is this rusty old fence. And like the top was kind of jagged and stuff. And he jumped over and he's like, yeah, I did it. And then I think it was his girlfriend at the time was like, I will do it too. And she was wearing like this short dress, a short skirt. And she starts climbing and then she gets to the top and she hoists one leg in the air and jumps over and doesn't make it. And she falls straight <laughs> down on the fence. Uh, straight. I'm talking like she had a short skirt on and there was fence penetration. Uh, straight up the cooch. Yeah. <laughs> this rust. And like, I mean, she jumped high and came straight down hard. <laughs> and there was this moment where she was like, <gasps> I kind of looked up and we we're all like, oh my God, is it sunk in literally? And then we realized what happened. And then like, if we had been good friends or sober, it would have been like, oh, let's help you. We're all like, ah! <laughs> did you see what just happened? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's like impaled on the fence. <laughs> oh, nasty. Like, it's vagina, vagina fence. Could, and and she, she get gets tennis. down and like, oh, man, I can't even imagine the things that she got. But, <laughs> but she was so red in the face, probably other places, too. And we're just like, oh my god! I think the fans went inside her. This is so gross. It's so awesome. Yo, and, uh, ten ten months later, she has a fence baby. By the time we got to go karts, she had found a reason to leave. Sure. And but her boyfriend was like, I ain't leaving. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> so um, I can highly encourage you guys. That is the brief version of it. I highly encourage you guys to go on iTunes or our website, jumpinpodcast.com, and just scroll all the way down. You get you got to go back to 2012. Oh, my God. So, and geez, this might be like episode 89 or something. Man. I don't even know. I guess it'd be more than I, that. I wonder if you could search our iTunes page. Just search for fence or pe- you can't search just for penetration because yeah. <laughs> that'll give you a couple clicks. But uh, search for fence. I think it's the only fence episode. I would honestly, I would honestly say it's probably between episode like seventy-five to eighty-five, right around there. Look for fence penetration. It's like the first twenty minutes of that of that podcast is one of my favorite. Like we should we should probably put that story into one of our greatest hits volumes because I'm looking when it was when it was fresh in my mind I know I fucking told told the shit out of that story sure because I mean that was just a fun day let's see we just did all these things that kids do as adults hammered (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget the carnage there's like a tire rolling down the uh, the go-kart lane all these go-karts are just wrecked and we're just smashing each other. And then the staff is trying to restart them. And we run over one of the staff. And, uh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> By the way, my go-kart, I came in first. I nice. ruled the day. The best part was when other people were stranded because their their go-kart was dead and they were trying to restart them, that's when you go and fucking hit them again. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> like, there was people that were like, no, don't do it, Eric. Don't do it. I was like, I'm coming around the corner. I'm like, hammer down on the accelerator. I was like, bam, hitting them as hard as I can. <laughs> Oh, so good. But yeah, definitely went four years ago. It has Maybe to we be, could... I'm, I'm looking through like uh, the images that we have. I think it's per, it's before episode 65 because 
Nope. It's no. not. It's in the, it's in the eighties. Pretty sure we named it Fence Penetration like the episode. Yeah. But probably. I'm, I'm I'm looking through everything. Oh, you know, I am actually missing some Oh my maybe it is in the eighties because I am I'm looking at myself and I only have like episode eighty six. Just think about 89. it. We started we started summer two thousand ten and we did about fifty episodes a year. Yeah. And this was April two thousand twelve. So that would have been less than a hundred. But it would have been close. So it would have been probably like in the eighties. Alright, then it's probably if it's April twenty twelve, it's not eighties it's not episode eighty six. Which is on uh, uh, April third, and it's not episode eighty nine, which is on uh, April twenty fourth. So it's probably either episode eighty seven or eighty eight. There just, we go. Just saying. So go look that shit up, guys, because you got to relive that moment. I might go back and listen to it. It you was. Should. I mean, my my memory was very clear then. It's it's hazed a little bit over the years, but I mean, man, man that's one of the most fun days ever. Awesome. On that note, and and for the record, we hired a sober driver. That's nice. There's 12 of us in a van. We hired a guy to drive the van. All right. And we took a huge McDonald's container and made our own vodka jungle juice in the back. <laughs> it was awesome. But yes, we hired a sober driver. So see, I, f- I feel like if you're going to be a, a a designated driver, you should get paid. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. We did, you can't have a friend do it because then they don't have funds. We just hired a person. Yeah. So. Awesome. It was great. Okay. On that note. <laughs> on the note. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Jumpman Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can check us out every single week over at jumpmanpodcast.com or on iTunes. We're also on uh, retrowaretv.com. Love those dudes. And uh, elder-geek.com. Love them, too. All right. Thanks so much, everybody, and we will see you next week. Uh, uh, yep. Jumpman engaged. Yeah. One shall stand.